My friends, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Free Your Energy podcast. You're definitely going to want to tune into this conversation. Genuine, real person came on. One of my friends, one of my professional connections, Mr. Colin Dobash. In this episode, I interview him. It's not even an interview. We just have a conversation. Talk about his journey, his triumphs, his struggles, and just tell his journey. This is the first episode featuring Mr. Colin Dobash, studio engineer from Phoenix, Arizona. In this episode here, I have a guest. Does your mic work? Check, check, check. Yeah, we good to go. My guest, he needs an introduction because you need to know who this guy is. I've been working with him exclusively for what feels like is maybe almost two years now, year, two years, somewhere in there. I don't know. At least a year. I know that. Engineer, producer, young guy in touch with the culture, hard worker, family guy, smart guy with good energy, always smiling and laughing every time I see him. Mr. Colin, your last name is Dobash? Perfect. Said it right? Okay. Perfect. Make sure I said Nailed it, right. it, bro. Works here in Digi Labs, Phoenix, Arizona. That's where we're recording. Great guy. So what I want to know from you is, how the hell did you become a, a studio engineer? Where did that begin for you? Well, it all started with just music. Okay. I just had a love for music. Um, hmm. Started playing guitar. That was the first instrument I ever played. Started writing songs, you know, as a young kid. Yeah. As I got older, uh, I met my friend. He made beats. And I thought that was really cool. And I was like, Was he a black dude? No, he's Asian. He's Asian. What is he? He's uh, Filipino, I think. Filipino. Yeah. When I just hear someone say, oh, yeah, my friend made beats. I just think of, I just think of like somebody's cousin, black dude named Tony or something. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Tony make beats down the street. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so your Asian friend. Yep. made beats yep his name's will he made beats um and i really like that you know i'm like mm-hmm. i want to start making beats got into that and then that's when i started getting into, like the recording side of things was this like high school or before that or what high school yeah. high school early high school and okay. then later in high school is when i started recording mm-hmm. and it was like my homies that like like to rap ah okay that's where the black dudes came in nope no black dudes <laughs> one black dude one black dude. one black guy. Okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. His, na- his name's anthony I've known him since high school, and he okay. he's still rapping. He's still now. Okay. But my homie, yeah, he's white, and he's really good at rapping, mm-hmm. but he's not doing it anymore. You know, he's busy doing other things, mm-hmm. but that's what it is. So after that, after I got out of high school, I was okay, I wanted to really want to make this a career. Right. So I was like, how can I make this into something? And uh, I looked into schools. I looked into colleges. Colleges really wasn't working for me, so mm-hmm. I found uh, Kraz. Kraz mm-hmm. is a trade school for... Okay audio recording and engineering that's in arizona yep crass yeah okay yeah okay. recording arts of science art no conservatory recording arts and sciences mm, okay yeah crass so i went there did my did my uh schooling it's about nine months mm-hmm. and then they give you they require two months of internship mm. to graduate um at the time uh i didn't have a car or it wasn't mobile right and for interns like that's where you need to be right because you got to get to the you know, get to the job wherever mm-hmm. they're going to place you. Mm-hmm. Or right. go, go run and get coffee or, you know. Oh, right, right. Go get food, go get lunch. 
And so I had to stay in state in Arizona. Right. And, you know, I started hitting up a bunch of places, you know what I mean? And uh, luckily, DigiLabs was the first person in the first place I found on my own that responded to my mm. applications. How many applications did you put out? I probably put one in every studio in Arizona, so probably mm. at least 10 maybe. Okay. Yeah. So every studio, you hit everyone in Arizona? Pretty much. Like, hey, pay attention to me, take me. Yeah, like so. How many people were in the class though that you let you like graduated with? You are uh, brought in with about like thirty. Okay. And then each classroom has about maybe six. Okay. And then you're stuck with that six, but then you go have like bigger classes mm -hmm. where like you'll have like uh, another six class. You know what I mean? Because okay, you know like in orientation you go in with like thirty. Right. Right. Okay. And then you graduate with that same 30 that you started with. the with. same people. Mm -hmm. So you they bring in like a big group, and then when they start teaching stuff, they kind of separate it in mm -hmm. different. Okay, so it's like smaller. So you mm -hmm. can get more hands-on with the teacher, I guess. Is that the reason? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The school okay. is huge on hands-on. Okay. That's the best part. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you think you learn more in the school or now that you've been a professional and you're actually doing the work? Where did, where did you learn more about music? Um, probably out of school, cause in school they teach you the the technical things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is what this button is. This is what it's gonna do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you get into the real world and you start applying all those things mm -hmm. and you start learning from other people. You know, different things they do. You know what I mean? For like you know production and mm -hmm. you know stuff like that. So I think after the, you get school out of school, that's when you start. After. Yeah, that's when you really started learning. Mm -hmm. But the oh, school yeah. was just enough for you to definitely feel comfortable using. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think? Could you have? Um, could you be where you are now, professionally, without the school? I think so, but it would have taken longer. Longer. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I would be learning everything on my own. You know what I mean? That just takes time. Right. You can still get to that point. You know what I mean? Right. But that definitely sped things up because yeah. I was like, you know, ready for it. You know, right. what I mean? do you think it gives you more credibility? Like when you're applying at a place like a professional place like this or somewhere else to say, hey, I was at this, you know, this college for X amount of time and have, you know, I need to do a, um, a internship with you. Do you think that gives you more credibility or if you just walk in here like, hey, I'm dope. Check me out. Like how do, how do, how does a professional, you know. Uh, Ty, how does he, how's he looking at it? Okay, I'm going to bring this guy on or not bring this guy on. You know, like what separated you? It's definitely an advantage. Okay. Having that school behind you, backing mm -hmm. behind you, and that, that, uh, that credibility. Because from a professional standpoint, you know, that's what a studio is looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, they want somebody that knows what they're doing. They're going to do a good job and you know that they're going to be right. good. But, um, uh, the um the it definitely uh helps you know what i mean yeah. definitely helps okay <laughs> so let me ask you this then you've worked with a lot of artists how many would you say probably over 100 maybe over 100 and how many years are you in service how long have i been doing it yeah professionally like yeah in service. professionally about three years three years and mm -hmm. you've worked with about 100 artists mm-hmm when, when you get a new artist, what are you trying to do for them? You know, or what, 
is there like a certain experience you're trying to give them? Are you just kind of seeing what they want? Like how like how does it work for you in your head when someone walks in the door and they're fresh and they're just like, hey, I want to make some songs, want to make some music. It's all about what they're trying to do mm-hmm. and like whatever they envision. Because a lot of times they come in with some kind of idea. Um, unless you're, you know, you're working, you're going to the studio to meet with a producer, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To build something. But, you know, I'm mainly a recording engineer. Okay. So a lot of people are just coming in with ideas that they already have. And it's like, how can I better this? Right. Or how can I, you know, help them get to where they're going? Yeah. You know, easier, efficiently. Right. Um, but a lot of times, you know, people come in and they don't really know what they're doing mm-hmm. and, you know, you kind of have to guide them, you right, know, it might right. be their first time in a professional studio, you know what I mean? It right. might be like, you know, 16, 15, you know what I mean? Right, you kind of right. have to help them. And at that point, you know what I mean? Like with the experience of recording, you know, over a hundred artists, you yep. like, you kind of know what to do for them and kind of right. know where to direct them. So you're kind of <coughs> like, um, you're kind of like a glue. Or you're like a you're you're just like a piece to the puzzle. Like mm-hmm. you're trying to help them, essentially create their sound. Yeah, totally. And it sounds like there's like different levels of it. Like you have someone comes in and they're just like, I know what I'm doing. I just need you to do this. And then you just sit back. Okay, no, you know, do no problem. And then you have other people where it's like, bro, help. And you can do that. You can do that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what comes with the. Do you think that your personality is like that? Like in other aspects of life where you're you're a helper you're you're like you know serving people like looking out for people or do you find yourself being like that like only in your job where you're just like a big giver because that's essentially what you are you're giving your time you're giving your ear you're giving your ideas you're giving your your creativity to the process like you're just giving like so would you say that in your other life you know are you are you a giver yeah if not i'm definitely more of a giver um but that's just how I was raised, right. you know what I mean? Right. And definitely in the workplace, you know, like you got to give, you got to give, you got to give, you know, you want to do a good job. So right. that's definitely really important to me. It's hard to say where, where, where more I do it. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So then let me ask you this, yeah. follow up with the giver question. Have you ever been in a, in a position where you've just given too much, whether that's you know, working like some crazy shift, like too much, just because me and you talked about this before, like you, like you had some late sessions and it was like messing up your sleep. So how do you, you know, balance that if you get in a situation where you're giving too much? How do you balance that as a, as a professional? Uh, I mean, you just have to turn people down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of hard to do and turn money down. You right. know what I mean? That's the hardest thing to do, but you just, it's like your health is what's important at the end of the day, because if you're not healthy, you're not going to be able to do the job. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it gets to you. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely got to me. That's yeah. for sure. So interesting. In one of my books called Care Package, what I talk about is just being a people pleaser mm-hmm. and being a giver. And like essentially me and you do the same job. We're giving we're giving energy to other people. That's really totally. the job. Yeah. Whatever the details of it is, that's different. But essentially, it's the same job. And what I was telling my readers in, in the book, Care Package, is that be, to me, being a giver is a gift. Whether, you know, I give ideas. That's essentially what I do. I'm giving ideas. You're giving a professional service. Mm-hmm. If we don't give to our world, to our community, to each other, to ourselves, to our brothers and sisters, then 
to me, it's just like, what's the point of living? Mm. Honestly, because mm-hmm. I don't want to live in a world where I'm just selfish and it's, everything's about me. That's, sure. To me, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Like, wake, of course, I wake up and I think about myself and I want to protect myself and value myself. But I get so much satisfaction and joy out of helping others mm-hmm. and knowing that I added value to someone's life or some, someone's business or someone else's idea. But the thing is, is you experience this, is sometimes we give a little too much to the point where we can drain ourselves or like you say, like not it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Cause you're just, you're in the studio at 4 a.m. but then you gotta work, get up at 8 a.m. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe some of those times are like super necessary, mm-hmm. but consistently, no, nah, Yeah, it's not healthy. So with that being said, <clears throat> sometimes you say, okay, you just gotta tell the person no. How do you do that though if you need the money or if you feel like, you're guilted. Like how how do you Um I think the guilt is the hardest thing to, you know, get past. Mm-hmm. Um especially if you really like the person, you know what I mean? You really right. want to help them out. And like you said, you want to be that giver. Um as far as the money, sometimes you just have to man up and do it. Mm-hmm. Like if you need the money, you know, go get that money. Right. You know what I mean? Right. If you need it, you need it. That's kind of my personality when I look at it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not everybody. How did you, way. how did you, when you were going through it, mm-hmm. and you, like, how did you, like, what clicked in your head where you're like, okay, I love, I need the money. I love this person, but I need to tell them no, because I'm not sleeping. Like what clicked for you that helped you get over that guilt? Um, Probably just the reactions that I was having to the situation. Um, It wasn't healthy. And then, you know, I just, I was wondering why, like, why it was happening and why I was having these reactions. So I just, it was honestly just a lot of hard thinking and a lot of thought, Mm, Okay. you know. So after that, it was just, you know, a lot easier. But uh, once you kind of just felt it, like you thought about it and felt it and it was like, nah, I can't. It just didn't sit right with you anymore. Yeah. Like to be working like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was really the point where it was just like, my body just didn't feel good mm, you know yeah. what i mean it was just like it was yeah. just like i was literally drained and it's just like you, you yeah. your, your body's physically yeah. telling you like you can't do this like mm. don't do this like it's a bad idea and it's like <laughs> right you gotta listen to your body when it's telling listen. it to you yeah that's beautiful so honor your energy honor yourself totally tune in because you also um you have another job Did you still are you still doing that job yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. so you're working that job is it monday through friday it's only two days a week, so it's okay. part-time. Okay. So you're two days a week at the other job, and that's mm-hmm. like a labor job, right? Mm-hmm. It's plumbing. Plumbing. That's tough. Mm-hmm. So what's like a what's a typical day like as a plumber? Like, how does that work? I don't know anything about plumbing. So Let's this- see. Uh, yesterday, we uh, we put a gas line in for this guy in mm-hmm. his house for his uh, dryer in his laundry room. Um, and we're up in the attic. You know, so mm-hmm. it's super, super hot. You yeah. know, it's like, so we got up, like, we left the house like a five. Mm-hmm. You know, got there around like six or something just to beat that heat. Right. You know how it is. Yeah. Um. After that, we went to uh, some person's house. Um, they weren't home, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Put in a couple of toilets. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, And, you know, we do a lot of remodeling, too. Okay. That's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Because you see that you go through the whole process of, Demolition and needing, you know, mm-hmm. something and then, you know, rebuilding it back up. Damn. Yeah, but it is hard work. Yeah, it sounds tough. 
Yeah, it definitely can be some hard work. Is it like a, a family business that you own or what's the what's the setup? Yep. Uh oh, I think I can you hear me? I can hear you good. Yeah. Okay. Don't touch that cord. <laughs> so yeah, is tricky. it family business yep. or Yep, it it's my business? it's my dad's business. He's been in business for twenty years. Damn. Right? Twenty years. It's crazy. Wow. And so <clears throat> he's the one setting up all the jobs and getting all the customers, and then you're just, like, helping them do orders and stuff? It's it's all him, man. Yeah. And, like, since he's been in business, it's been all him. Mm. Isn't that crazy? 20 years as, a like, an independent contractor, yep. plumber. Yep. Wow. It's a full-time, 24-7 job. So how, how often does he work? All the time. All the time. You know, he only works Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, Saturday sometimes you know, when he has to. Right. You know? But uh, he's working all the time. He essentially works all day. All the time. You know, it's like when you come home, there's more stuff to do. Mm-hmm. There's paperwork, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, who's, who's going to do it? You know what I mean? You yeah. pay someone to do it or you do it. Yeah. <laughs> and are you are you the only person who helps out? or does he He's have- got some other helpers, you know, some good people he trusts. You know, uh-huh. bring, but uh, I'm the only person that he yeah, hired on and, you know, right. is working full time. Damn, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy, man. That's a beautiful opportunity, though, especially like mm-hmm. for a son and father to have that that connection together. Mm-hmm. Like my grandfather, he had a lawn care business. Mm-hmm. And so when I was growing up, it was him, my dad, his brother, um, my grandfather's brother. And we would do we would same thing. Like we would get up at four or five in the morning to make sure we're at the lawns. And my grandfather, he he did everything on a, a legal pad like a yellow legal pad. He ran his whole business from a legal pad. He wrote really? everything down. He had all the customers. He, he he would draw like Excel sheets on the on the legal pad. Okay. And he would just write, okay, we got to do this person's lawn. We need this person hasn't paid yet. He ran the whole business from this legal pad. And I'm watching this as I'm growing up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is amazing that he's literally running like an empire. You know, I'm a little kid. So right. I'm like, he has an empire. Like, cause we're driving like 40, 50 different lines. We're in different cities Dang. and I'm just observing the whole thing. Right. And so it's like, that's, I think that's part of the reason why I can be a successful entrepreneur now. Cause like I saw my grandfather, I saw his grind. I saw how organized he was. I saw how he never got stressed out. Even when he was stressed, he never showed it. Right. It's like, he was like your dad. He's just like, well, it's gotta get done. So. I got to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, I find that in myself now. Like mm-hmm. yesterday I was doing taxes. I don't know anything about taxes. I'm doing taxes yesterday. Jeez. I'm doing like financial worksheets. I'm doing things with my business that I don't really know what I'm doing, but I like it has to get done. Mm-hmm. I'm on the phone with Amazon because they messed up my orders. Like Amazon is my that my company for my books, to ship my books. Okay. So like I'm on customer service. I get transferred like six times, but I got to stay calm. I got to repeat my process because, you know, it's affecting my end users. I got to make sure they're good. And it's like what I want to know from you is I know for sure seeing my grandfather grind and work and organize a business. I just know he really instilled that hard work in me, you know. I want to know for you what you got from your dad, just watching your dad last 20 years as – like for, as an entrepreneur, like what what was what are uh, some of the things you've learned from him? Honestly, the long same, along the same lines as what you the same things you learned mm-hmm. from you know your your family. Um, it's just that that hard grind, and that just it, it needs to get done, and, and, and you know it's like it is kind of like in you. You know, I mean, you can definitely feel it, you know, I mean, especially if you grew up in it yeah. and you just, you just, you know, you're 
it's all you know basically yeah you know what i mean and, and it definitely gives you a little little you know confidence you know what i mean to go towards that and definitely maybe yep. be an entrepreneur or work harder you know in your in your in your work because you're i mean when you think about it with the way your life is set up right now you you have your weekend grind because you work on the weekends here at the at the um the studio mm -hmm. and then you're working during the week do you get time to yourself to do nothing to just kind of relax totally. and do hobbies totally yeah before i had i had to make myself take that time yeah you know before i wasn't taking that time and i was just working 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 you know what mm -hmm. i mean and um yeah, now I take, you know, a couple of days or, you know, just, you know, that extra time, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, you know, it's, you need it. You need that rest. You know so what, I mean? what I'm gathering from you is that you're trying to work smart. Right. You want to work hard and grind and create and use your energy, but you're also resting. Mm -hmm. And you're having fun, too. Exactly. You're making sure you enjoy your process. Yeah. So you have a healthy work-life balance. It's just a a balance of life you know mm -hmm. what i mean like trying to balance everything out you know definitely hard. what in your life if anything is unbalanced that you're trying to work on right now because you got work life control right true so is there anything else like maybe your fitness or maybe you know what 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 is something that you want to do more of in your life and what's something you want to do less of huh something i want to do more of is definitely in what I'm working towards my more is the exercise. Okay. You know I mean, I never was really doing that, and now I'm getting more into it. And mm -hmm. You know, it makes a big difference. Um, something I would want less of. Less of, like for me right now, mm -hmm. I travel three times this month. Mm -hmm. I went to San Diego, Atlanta, L.A., and I went and checked my 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 budget app yesterday. I was mad. I was mad as hell, bro. I spent more money on food this month than I spent on my rent. Oh, whoa. that's the first time I think I've ever done that. Yeah. Now, disclaimer, <laughs> when we went out in uh, San Diego after the talk, we went to a spot that was like pricey because we were feeling good. We were feeling ourselves. We're like, OK, you know, let's go get some fine dining. Hell yeah. I appreciate the moment and I'm glad we did it. But <laughs> looking back on the budget in retrospect, I'm like, man, we could have just made something else at the at the house or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what what I'm trying to do less of in July, I'm like, I'm Captain Frugal in July. I'm I'm Captain. We got food at home. I'm not eating out. I'm not going to a restaurant. Hey, you guys want to come to this? Uh, you know, uh, Sunday Funday can't yeah, do yeah. it, bro. Hey, you want to get brunch? Can't do it, bro. Taco Tuesday can't do it, bro. In July. Sly is Captain Frugal. Frugal. <laughs> so who is Captain Frugal? Is he a superhero? We should make him a superhero. Captain Frugal. Make it like a little comic book, and then on the weekends he's an audio engineer. <laughs> <laughs> that should be hilarious. It's perfect. It's perfect. So that that's what I'm trying to do less of: spend money outside of the house, unnecessary things like restaurants. Mm -hmm. I think I'll give myself. I'm traveling to Miami and Chicago. Mm -hmm. I think what I'm gonna do is give myself like a food budget while I'm there, like a you know like maybe yeah yeah if I'm there for three days, maybe like eighty dollars, you know, because I'm gonna be eating at a restaurant. That's fair. So if I could do eighty bucks, I think I think like eighty times two one sixty, that'll be a lot better than spending a month of rent. <laughs> I, I I was I was uh I was overbuying man. <laughs> That's how it goes, bro. To be honest, like I think I'm right there with you, bro. Like a lot, a lot of recently, like I just been 
going out a lot, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And just spending, yeah. spending. And it's just like, this ain't good. <laughs> I can't keep doing this. No. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, so I got to put yeah. a cap on it. I got to budget it. Yeah. So, so yeah, right do you me. have a budget that you use uh, now? I'm working on that. Okay. That's probably another thing I, I need more Oh, of. bro. <laughs> look, <laughs> this is not a commercial. They're, they're not paying me. Oh, my goodness. What do you got? I what use, do you got? I use Mint.com. Mint. I'm about to text you right now. All right, so cool. you don't forget, Mint.com. I've been using them for like ten years, bro. Whoa! And basically, I like the app because it's user friendly. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't like anything difficult. I yeah. need everything to work and look and be appealing to my eye. The app will literally show you red or green, and then let's just say you like okay. When July starts, you should get on this for July. You should do okay. this with me. Okay. So when July starts. You can set a cap so you can say hey for food and dining i'm only going to spend let's say 700 dollars for the month right okay so what that's going to look like is so that's the big thing then you can break it down and you can say groceries i'm going to spend four or five hundred for groceries you know that's Mm. for the month for the house but then eating at restaurants i'm only allowed what did i just say 160. Mm -hmm. then you can have like you know your coffee shops because i do work in coffee shops so Mm. you know Maybe I'll give myself 25 bucks for a coffee shop. That's like four coffees. So, you know, you make the big category and then each little one. And all you do is you just set it yourself. Okay. And so there's this financial guru named Dave Ramsey. And so essentially what he says is that you should give every dollar an assignment. So if you know how much you're going to make next month or you can at least estimate, mm-hmm. you can um, give every dollar that you're going to make an assignment. So I know when I go to Chicago and I know to Miami, I'm not going to these five-star restaurants like I did in California mm-hmm. because I have $80 for the for these that assignment for right. that month. So uh, it's called giving yourself a zero dollar um, budget. You make you give every dollar an assignment as well as what you're gonna save, what you're mm. gonna put up, what you're gonna invest, things of that nature. Mm. So. I've been really good about that over the last 10 years, just not the last two months. The last two months, because of me traveling, I just haven't been checking it's it. It's the traveling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's slipped my mind. Yeah, but it's right, important right. now. Yeah, yeah. I can't let it slip my mind. Mm-hmm. So consider that. Mint.com. Oh, hell yeah. And then you you can put your accounts on there, too. So, you you know, credit it cards. It just links it all together. It just links everything. It pulls everything up. You want to put your bank account on there because it'll track your transactions. Oh. And then it'll show you, oh, you're spending this much for rent. You're spending this much. It'll show you everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's how that's how I'm able to say, okay, because I can literally log into the app on the, the 17th, and it'll show me, uh, you're trending good, green, or you're trending bad, red. Uh, and it'll yeah. literally show you your progress. So then it, that helps you, you know. Keep stay, up with it. Yeah, keep totally. up with it. That's tight, man. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Mint.com. How old are you? Shout out Mint. Man, I don't like talking. I don't like telling people my age. Young 20s? Well, can we just say that? Yeah, we can say young 20s. Young 20s. I believe that if you get on that budget now, mm-hmm. it'll benefit you a lot. What was the age? Early 20s for I you? was early 20s when I got Man. Home. I'm early 30s now. And it's it helped me. Yeah. It helped me get it helped me get to a place where even though I spent a bunch of money that I, I shouldn't have spent, uh-huh. I'm still okay. Oh, I'm see? Fine. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what you need. So, for real? you get on that budget. Oh, yeah, that budget game. What would be your best advice to any creative person listening that is not 
putting themselves out there the way that they should. You have your plumbing job as you know one of your sources of income, but you also have a creative job as a source of income. How does that person who's only in, not to say that plumbing isn't creative, because it probably is. I, I just don't know. Yeah, a little bit. It can be. Yeah. Um, how does that person who maybe they're working at a desk or, mm-hmm. or some of that nature and they want to be a musician, an audio engineer, maybe they just want to skateboard or something. Mm-hmm. How do they get back to their creativity? I think you just find a starting point and then just run with it. You know what I mean? And just, you just have to keep telling yourself, like, like, it'll work. You know what I mean? Like, you can make it work. You can make anything work. Like, there's enough money in the world. There's enough opportunity for everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody can get anything. And, you know what I mean? Just in a matter of your mindset, you know, keeping that motivation going is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Especially in creativity. You know, it's like when you're first starting out, you know, you're not going to be making a lot of money. But mm-hmm. that's pretty much with any kind of business. Yeah. I think it's finding that starting point and just running with it, you know what I mean? And just honestly finding your way through it, you know what I mean? Just like anything. Would you still do audio engineering and producing if you were not getting paid for it right now? Would you still want to be doing it? I would be doing it, but just, you know, it would probably be, like, at my own will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'd be, like, recording friends and stuff like that. It would be more of, like, a fun thing to do. You know what I mean? Not necessarily a, a business. That's the key, I believe, to to the creativity. Mm-hmm. Because let's say I lose everything I'm doing as a business. It's still the stuff I genuinely like doing. Gotcha. I like recording podcasts. I like re- writing books. I like yeah. speaking in front of people. I I like doing those things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the things that people have to understand is you're not going to go from your office to your creativity if you don't really want to do it, just genuinely. And I think so many people get caught up in making money out of things or making things a business. And if it's, of course, we need that to live in this world, like true, but... What do you like to do? I think that's kind of like the question that people got to ask themselves if they're not practicing their passions often. Mm -hmm. What do you like to do? Okay, do that. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Like you say, find that starting point. Just do it. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. If if people stop buying my books, I'm still going to write them. Right, right. That's that's, what I like to do. That's the biggest (laughs) question, bro. It's like you have to find what you like to do. That's the biggest question. If you got out of plumbing and you got out of audio engineering – which is possible because mm-hmm. you're young. You never know what life is gonna, where life is going to take you. Take this, you. Is, this is true. What do you think you would be doing? Wow. That's a hard question. Let me think about this. Take your time. I don't know. I see myself doing something maybe – Working on a lake or, you know, mm. something I see, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, maybe joining the military or something. Wow. Yeah. Those are, like, completely different spectrums of where your life is right now. Yeah. Working well, I'm just trying to think of, like, yeah. outside of the box as, as if, like, music wasn't a part of my life and, like, right. I just, like, was a completely different person, you know what yeah. I mean? What would you do on a lake? I don't know, man. I used to work, I worked on a lake for a little bit, uh, Lake Pleasant. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, my cousin got to me the job, bro. It was tight. Nice. Yeah, driving What'd around you do boats. Uh, boat rentals. Oh, man. That sounds like fun. It was tight, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, I did that. I didn't do it for very long. And then um, I was a, a lifeguard for oh, a long wow. time. So, I honestly probably would have done that. I'd probably keep doing that. Lifeguard. Would you? So, you'd have to move, though. You'd have to go to, like, SoCal or something. For lifeguard? Yeah, to be, like, on the beach. Oh, see, I mean, you can do that. Would you do that in the ocean? But lifeguard for the ocean? Probably. That sounds like a tight You're game. a good swimmer like that? Yeah. Oh. I've been swimming for a long time, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're from Arizona. All we do is swim in pools. Right. But um, there's also, like, the corporate side of lifeguarding. Okay. For, like, water parks. Oh. Yeah. That's really big now, too. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, like, it's good pay? Or yeah. good enough? I mean, like, you just got to work your way up. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be getting benefits doing that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're working for the state, right? When you work for... You could work with the state or you could work yeah. with like, you know, like a, a corporation like uh, Six Flags. Oh, okay. So okay. it's like you can, you gave definitely benefits for them because, you know, they're yeah, a big of course, business. Of course. Wow. I'm going to start That's calling That's probably you. what I would do. That's what you would do. Lifeguarding, yeah. I'm going to start calling you Michael Phelps. Hey. Phelps. Change your name to Phelps in my phone. Catch Me in the Pool. That's the name of your album? Catch Me in the Pool. Catch Me in the Pool. Well, what about Young Phelps? <laughs> Young Phelps. Young Phelps. <laughs> Young Phelps in the building. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your album. Do you have one? Yeah, man. It's coming, man. Yeah? Just, you know, working. Yeah. Yeah, just playing around, you know. You know You're working goes. on some stuff. Where, where, where's your album? Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the so, real question. To the people listening to the Free Your Energy podcast, I'll tell you a little something here. (laughs) I hope I didn't spoil anything. You're just going to do me like that? Ah! You're going to throw me out there like that? Oh, man. Me and Colin have been working on music for about a year. And today is actually a special day. I haven't told Colin this. But this is going to be the last day recording for this album we're working on. Wow. Originally, we talked about it. And we wanted to, like, we started recording last August. And we said, hey, let's just, you know, record for a year and then you know, see what happens. Well, with me traveling in July, I won't be able to come in here because, like, when I travel, you're not here. And me and him have been working exclusively on it together. True. Every song. And then um, in August, I'm going to be traveling with for family. Mm-hmm. So essentially, my birthday is August 23rd. It's about to be July 1st. So we have, like, a three-hour session. We're going to see what we can do. Hell yeah. We've got like nine or ten songs. Tune them up. And that's it. Today's going to be the last day for this project. I am pumped. And, man, I appreciate you. Bro, I appreciate you, man. Because I wouldn't be able to do it without you. You're like, man, come on. Like, I came in here. Just so you guys know, I'll tell you about my, my music journey. I started writing songs when I was like 17. Okay. And um, But I couldn't rap or sing. I couldn't do either. And my... My my like music my music name was Offbeat because I couldn't sing or no rap way. on the beat. Yeah, <laughs> it okay, was like a joke. Okay, okay. But my writing was dope, you know. And so we had a group, and it was me, uh, my guy Darius, and my guy uh, Reggie, and we had like a little music group called NSR Northside Records. Tight. <laughs> we weren't an actual record company, but we called ourselves that. And but the thing is, is they like Darius got signed by Universal and he was in a group called Seaside. 
and he had a song he had a song in like 2006 with uh Keisha Cole called MySpace Freak. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, like my friend from our group in high school ended up getting signed and so What? What's been happening what was happening for me is like I would be at my desk working or I'd be working on a book and I'll just have these melodies come to my head or I'll start ri- randomly just writing a song mm-hmm. and like that itch to make music like has always been there. Oh, really? You know, I, I used to produce some of the music for my, my YouTube videos. I would make the intros. I, really? I would use GarageBand uh-huh. and just, like, make a beat, and I would just make the intro. But I was never – I never felt like I was good enough to, like, share the music. So I never did. I would just would make music, and I, I would do poetry, and I just never shared it. Like, I would go to op- poetry open mics. I would never bring people because I was mm-hmm. just – like, Why? Yeah, you know, yeah. Judge, I, I judging totally myself, you know. Yeah, yeah, I totally got that feeling. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like with this year of recording that you might have grown past that or a gotten lot. better? Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, it's like I kind of want to title the album "Good Enough" mm-hmm. because that's the feeling I've always had around music is like that I wasn't good enough, and now we've been making these songs, and I do feel good enough. That's tight. So it's like I kind of want to like just pay homage to the journey of like getting over that hump, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um. Like, we even got a song on there where we're talking about that. Yeah, it's yeah. fire. Yeah, where I'm like, what do I say in there? Uh, I hate feeling not good enough, good enough. It's like enough. one of my favorite yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, So <clears throat> I'm really excited for it. I'm going to put it out. Like, I'll probably make, like, a SoundCloud account that's separate from my podcast account. Why, why not, like, uh, Spotify not, and iTunes? Yeah, 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 just, like, a separate account. You know? Oh, like, I'll, okay. It'll be my name, but just a separate account. Perfect. You know, and then I'll just I put it out. iTunes, Spotify, and just I'm gonna tell people about it and let them let them do what they want with it. It's it's for us, man. It's just Just put it out there, man. Yeah. It's like you said, you know, it's it's every song, you know, I haven't listened through it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what order you got it in or anything, but it's mm-hmm. like I know it is as, as a whole. They all mm-hmm. sound kind of collective. And it's like it's really, really good energy and it's like yeah. it will it will respond to people you know what i mean people respond to it what was your contribution to i guess we'll just call it good enough what's your contribution to the album good enough uh i made the beats i made every all those beats right yep yeah i made all the beats i recorded all your vocals yep i mixed all your vocals yep and you know i mastered everything you know what i mean so we did i did everything you know what i mean and you just you mastermind. You laid it down, you know what I mean? And it's so cool because you guys haven't been, been able to see us, but it's like, we'll be in there, and I'll be like, Colin, do this. And I won't even explain it. And you'll be like, all right, I got you. <laughs> I got you, bro. And then you'll do it, and then I'll be like, yeah, that's it right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is crazy. You just like, you just know. Or you'll do something, and you'll look at me, and I'll be like, nah. And you're like, okay. And we just like keep going until we find the right vibe for that moment, and it's like, it's just very organic. I mm-hmm. like that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's how it should be when you know when you're making music. So what do you think today? What do we need to do today in there? I would like to go through all the songs you have on the album. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, we do that first. Touch them up, you know what I mean? I don't yep. know, I don't know if you're trying to make another one today or I something. I would like to. I'm okay. thinking maybe we go through all the songs, mm-hmm. listen to them, get them to where we make sure that we're good. We yep. spend like the first hour doing that, probably mm-hmm. an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then the last hour and a half, two more songs. Because we got to what, three? I think we have to four, actually. Okay, it's 11 I don't o'clock. know. I'll do that. My phone's in another room. So I say we spend half the time perfecting what we got, making sure we all we like it. 
mm-hmm. and then we spend the next half the time two or three more songs Dope. I'm and just that. be done with it tight that's I'm gonna pumped. be that's gonna be a song be done with it <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> you pay, play it for your ex. I'm going to be done with it. <laughs> Don't call me no more. I'm done with it. <laughs> we're done with it, man. Come on. I'm done we're with at, it. We're done with it. That actually sounds like a vibe. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Bro, it's going to be on the album. Dude, Sorry, that's set. a vibe. Hey, you trying to get in this argument? No, nah, I'm done with it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you want this slice, slice of pizza? No, nah, I'm done with it. <laughs> it's all yours. Go ahead. <laughs> that definitely needs to be in the song. I'm done with it. Pizza vibes. All right. So here's the thing, though. Every guest that comes on, I always ask them this question because I don't like a lot of guests. My podcast is centered around my content. My content, I like the guests to be people I have connections with personally. I haven't invited anyone on because I'm just like, oh, you have this great business idea people want to hear. No, I want to talk to my friends. That's it. I want to talk to my friends first. And maybe I'll venture out to people, like other people. But for me right now, I've had uh, three guests. And you're the third one. And so, yeah, I want to honor my friends and the people I know, the people I feel like have a good story. So I just want to know, would you be willing to come back on in the future and continue so we can continue learning about you and your journey and, and what you learn and what you go through? It'd be an honor. Yes, sir. Anytime, man. <laughs> All right, maybe... Maybe what we could do is probably like in August or September, like after, because we, we should do like a listening party. Because mm-hmm. you made all the music. Yes, we should. We, we should. should do like a small little listening party. Let's make it happen. And then like we can like take some edibles <laughs> and do a podcast after the listening party on some edibles. Same same night. Same the night. Same we're we're going to come straight to the studio. We're going to record <laughs> that same podcast. We're just going to be. That would be fun. Vibe. Dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would, but we'll be hungry. We need the snacks. We'll, have to we'll, bring snacks. we'll bring the snacks. Guys, this has been a great episode of the Free Your Energy podcast. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow my my guest. I'm going to tell you his Instagram right now. It's his. It's just his name, but I'm, I'm going to spell it for you. It's Colin Dobash, C-O-L-I-N-D-O-B-A-S-H. And when you get on his profile, you'll see... It'll just say audio engineer at DigiLabs. And he's looking like he's thinking about a, a plot to take over the world. Adam, follow him. Follow his journey. You're going to love it. You're going to hear from him again. Colin, thank you for coming on the Free Your Energy podcast. And he said, it's over. <laughs> it's lit. <laughs> it's lit. <laughs>